welcome to Modern Anarchy, the podcast featuring real conversations with conscious objectors to the status quo. I'm your host, Nicole. On today's episode, we have a conversation with activist Vitoria about learning to be comfortable with change and grounding actions in your beliefs. Ooh, y'all, Vitoria really just comes on with such an honest and vulnerable discussion about the struggle of living. Yeah, I mean, there is so much here packed in this episode about dealing with pain and difficulty, but choosing happiness. And I just really appreciate that Victoria came on here and was so raw and honest. And I think that is so needed, especially when so many people out in the community are just preaching a positive message and can get a little toxic at times, in my opinion. And so it's really great to just have this real conversation about what it means to be Live in the human experience. So, y'all, tune in. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. How are you doing? I'm good. Excuse this dirty mess behind me. <laughs> no, you're totally I'm fine. Kind of zoom in a little bit. You're totally fine. Don't worry. Yeah, you can pan it over to the left, the artsy side. <laughs> you say. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's cold. Are you in Chicago? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are you? Yes. And I'm already over it. I can't. I'm looking forward to that 50 degree weather. I know. I know. That's coming this week. My kids are looking forward. Oh, are looking forward to it too. Already asking to go outside. Oh, I know. Yesterday it was like with that wind chill, felt like ten degrees, and I was not having it. <laughs> it was brutal. I know. It was brutal. I know. So, um, I'm Victoria. Tell me about your podcast and everything, and have the flow that you want this to go. Yeah, for sure. Um, so my name's Nicole. It's nice to meet you. I am a doctoral student in clinical psych. So I definitely have more of a mental health background that all of these conversations kind of center around. I believe in that typically it's the personal story of whoever is nominated to be on the podcast. So I want to hear about you, your journey, what you're passionate about, what you think the world needs to hear. And then I kind of hold the space for that conversation. Nice. Yeah. I love that, especially when you're talking about, you know, clinical health, because that's a lot of areas that people aren't really focusing on Mm -hmm. and it needs to be focused on in a lot of creative ways because it's going to take that creativity that brings people back to it. You know, that's kind of the pros and cons of the pandemic, I think. But we'll mm. get into that. Yeah. You know, so that's awesome. I love it. So you just heard my son in the background. Uh, yes. He is four years old. I'm also mm-hmm. a mom. Yeah. That's one of my best things that I would say that I do. I don't know why people say that all the time. <laughs> It's Honestly, if I'm being candid, you know, I don't know why people say that only because parenting, there's a rule book to it. Mm-hmm. You fuck it up more, more times than you get it right. Yeah. You know, I think, um, and that's even in giving it your best, you know, if that's even a certain thing, mm-hmm. um, I guess you can give it your best in its moments, but yeah, you a little handful. Yeah. <laughs> I have no kids. I have no idea. <laughs> It's very powerful to be at that beginning stage of, you know, childhood and doing work in that area for that relationship at that point, knowing that it has such a big impact Mm. afterwards and how people exist in the world. I would imagine makes being a mother a lot of pressure. I can't even imagine. Yeah. It is. Uh, I'm also a widow. So Mm. it it definitely 
it definitely was was uh, a challenge in the beginning. Yeah, I would say you know as a as a single mom, mm. um, that was a widow. So there's a it's a it's, kids are a beautiful thing because they they do the same thing with different life experiences and relationships mm. that we end up finding ourselves in because they say you know you never get what's not meant for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and you you always have an opportunity, you know, depending on what it is that that you give into that moment, you know, that's either going to help you move in in a positive direction that's going to you know benefit you and those around you, or whether it's going to halt you where you are and regress mm-hmm. you. Yeah, you know, I guess that depends on where you are in your life. <laughs> yeah, is that something that you feel like has come through in your life in different ways? I think that comes through in all of our lives. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, that, that we're always at, the, at that intersection mm. of our choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I mean, so, I, I want to hear your background. I want to hear your story. I want to hear why you say that. Oh, gosh. I mean, I think for me, me personally, um, I'm someone that has been resilient to a lot of situations, you know, um, and also find myself at the forefront of making situations better and where it is that we find them currently, you know, with a lot of the injustices that we find ourselves in. It's Mm -hmm. just being a woman in America, a black woman in America, a black single woman in America, you know, a black single woman parent in America, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know with a son and a daughter. So a lot of things have taught me a lot of lessons and blessings in life mm-hmm. versus choosing to look at them as losses. Right. You know, which is so easy to do. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about progress. Right. So, you know, progress, you gotta do you get you gotta do the work and you can't be afraid of it. At least that's what I like to tell people all the time whenever I, you know, um am talking to somebody that I can help encourage shit sometimes it's talking to myself you know most often we yeah. talk to ourselves yes know, we talk to other people for ourselves mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm always in a conversation I'm like oh you know what that was for me as well it wasn't just yeah, you. <laughs> definitely so, so I can make it relatable mm-hmm. you know um we need a little bit more vulnerability yes <laughs> yes I completely agree I mean and to some degree we are just seeing the world through our own eyes. And so to give any yeah. sort of commentary on it is always going to be through our own experience and speaking to totally. us in so many ways. It's impossible to understand how other people see the world through their history of experiences that paint it in a whole different light. So yeah, we're always kind of speaking to ourselves in some ways, hoping that the other person's going to connect and understand us and that. Yeah, that's the point of communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I th- I find it so fascinating that any humans try to connect and like think we're talking about the same shit. Like I find it fascinating. <laughs> and then where that can spiral into, you know, mm-hmm. and and the creativity that can come from that or even really getting on like I said vulnerable subjects, you know, and really digging into getting to know somebody a little bit yeah. better, being willing to, you know, be vulnerable a mm. little bit more. So yeah. that people can get to see the real you. People don't know how to be real anymore. Mm. I, I don't. I don't feel. What would you say mm. I would need to hear to get to know you? Know me? I guess that depends on what side of me you would want to know. Yeah, I um, mean, there's so many facets to me. Um, as an, I'm an activist in the cannabis space. I'm an advocate, mm. and 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 within spaces that have injustices to people of color mm. or to minorities that are facing inequalities. I'm also a DJ. I love rock and house music and R&B music Amazing. and hip hop music. So I also do events and I can rock a party yes. and curate experiences. So I do that as well. I'm also a yogi. Mm. You know, wellness is at the forefront of everything that I do. I'm all natural homeopathic mom, you know, being in the cannabis space, I'm also a grower. So I grow naturally to make sure that, you know, the life that I'm bringing into existence is also creating more healing mm. and loving energy, you know, yeah. um, to the people that I'm, that I'm giving medicine to. So, you know, I also give yoga classes as well. 
yeah. um, online to people, my friends, and try to encourage people always about health. It's, you know, if, if they're around me, they're always like, she never eats meat. Like, we never get any meat around her. <laughs> I'm like, that's probably not know. a bad thing. Yeah. But the moment that they start feeling sick, you know who they come to? You. <laughs> yep, of course, of course. The natural healer, the doctor. Mm. Um, but but I, I love it because I really do try to tell people that you really are what you eat and what you consume. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mind, body, health, especially in, 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 this, in this state. You see all the stuff behind me because, you know, in addition to DJing, we also do recording and, you know, all different types of productions. Yeah. Um, I'm on the, the documentary I co-produced with the yeah. um, True Social Equity and Cannabis with Anna. So we're doing a lot in that space, making sure we're standing on the necks of the people that we need to be standing on the necks for. Right, <laughs> but, right. You know, so, I mean, oops, somewhere in between there, I sleep and rest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, as I need to. I think as long as you listen to your body and you, and you give your body what it needs. The rejuvenation is what's important. Um, that's what that's it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And why do you think you were nominated for the podcast? I don't know. You know, that's my girl. <laughs> she always nominates me for everything. I love her to death. She's literally like my sister from, from another yeah. mother. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you were to look through her eyes, what do you think she sees in you that is worthy of like, yeah having the space to chat um I would say her and I connect on a very spiritual level Mm -hmm. um and a lot of things that that we look that we look to uh that ground us first and foremost um and that we also hope you know for a better place Mm -hmm. you know and I think that um, in hearing what this podcast is about I think knowing that more people need to experience that, to feel that, to hear that, mm-hmm. you know, to just, you know, be, be able to share that light and their struggle, you know, through that struggle is life. Yeah. You know, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. So. Mm. Would you be willing to talk about that struggle and the light that you found in that journey? Sure. I mean, we all suffer through things. Mine isn't too unique. As, as as a story and somebody that has grown up in urban urban youth and was a part of that, had to witness that, had to experience through that, still have to experience, witness, and struggle through that is everything that that entails is being Black in America um, and being afraid for your children, for yourself, mm-hmm. of anything that can happen to you, watching people around you be taken from you you know, um, haphazardly through gun violence or through some other type of violence or drugs. And uh, I, my husband was actually uh, killed through a morphine overdose uh, mm-hmm. given as prescribed from a hospital, um, but was found not negligent because he came home and passed away for eight hours. Um, that's actually one of the reasons why I continue to fight, you know, within the cannabis space, because had, had he had something that was other than pharmaceuticals, you know, as an option for, for healthcare, you know, maybe things would be different. Who knows? Mm. Um, but definitely the cause of death wouldn't have been morphine. Right. Definitely. (laughs) And, you know, my mom passed away recently you know, two years ago as well. And just the struggle of what grief can do to mm. anyone as an individual and a family, right? you know, um, internally as well as externally, mm. you know, but that's something that, you know, once, once you're born, you know, that you're, you're all your way out, you know, it mm. literally, it's about the quality of life that you choose to live on your journey. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yes. You know? And I want to just say thank you for sharing that and sharing your story and all of this. I'm, my heart goes out to you. What was your husband's name? Dion Hearing. Dion. Yeah. Dion Hearing. Okay. Oh, my God, yeah. oh, I love that. He has a beautiful yeah. smile. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, that will forever change your story, your journey, 
your purpose, your connection to your children, everything. Yeah. Totally. 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 I see my daughter and she's so much like him. You know, it's crazy. Just Mm -hmm. the the comedy in her, you know, Mm -hmm. the life in her, the risk in her. You know, it's it's amazing. It's amazing to see. It's amazing to see. It's it's sad sometimes too, but yeah, we work through it. Mm. How do you think that changed your activism, your path? I I think it made me more impactful. You mm. know, because no day is ever really guaranteed to you. Ultimately, and you only know that when you know that, and you only know that through an experience that brings it home for you. You know what I mean? You could see people around you forever, you know, that travel on and it doesn't actually land on you. I never, I I would go to funerals all the time, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and pay my respects and not necessarily feel the impact of that. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Um, But I think once, once you feel that things in you, once you experience them, you just, there's nothing that really holds you back at that point. Mm. You know, you know what you feel and you, and you act upon that, mm. you know, um, and you hope that that, that is something that creates positive change because, you know, at least for me. Right. Right. I also, I mean, I like a lot of good trouble too, you know, don't get me wrong. <laughs> you know, I'm willing to create a little mess in order to have a little peace. Certainly, certainly. And I mean, to keep the light and the positivity of that perspective is not something that everybody does. And it's a beautiful thing to see in you to hold that light and to take something that was so difficult to experience and to make such a positive perspective on the importance of the here and now. It's it's definitely not easy. Yeah. You know, um, and I can't say that it's hard either. Okay. It's a choice. Mm. You know, ultimately, you, you yeah. know, uh, I have a 40 year old son and sometimes he gets, he just gets so sad. And I have to tell him, you know, there's so many kids right now that, that are just, they, they struggle with learning how to understand their feelings and their emotions, especially in times like this. We as adults are, are struggling and trying to understand and find a way to deal with all the things that, that we're witnessing that, that are happening around us. So I can imagine for kids and I always have to tell my son, you have a choice and whether you choose happiness or you choose to constantly think about things that are just going to make you sad. Mm-hmm. I can't do that for you. That's not something that anyone, you know, can, can say, let me show you how you can do this. You know, I, I mean, maybe I can show you, but um, what am I trying to say? There isn't just uh, any instructions really to that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You really have to just choose it and say, you know what? You're right. I'm not going to, I'm going to focus on something. But children do that so easily. Yeah. You know, their minds are, you know, they're, they're so quick to move on to something else. They don't like it. They'll move on. Right. You know, we could take a lesson from them. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Right. I go girls with not taking so many things so seriously. I completely agree. I mean, it's, it's hard as humans, we get so stuck either in the future of worrying about what's going to happen or in the past worrying about Mm. something that has happened instead of Mm. staying in this present moment of what the actual reality is. But it's so hard because we just ruminate and create stories and narratives and it's just, it can be so pervasive, pervasive to a point where it's hard to even see how far you've gone down a certain rabbit hole of thinking and path. Oh, that's real. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. It's, you know, it's, it's hard to be in the now and that's, that's by design. You know what I mean? That's some of the things yeah. that, that we talk about when we talk about the oppressions that, mm. that we face, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of this is us just going in a system that we don't even know what the system is. And, and it takes people that are willing to risk themselves, you know, to show that, to mm. demonstrate that, to bring that about. <clears throat> to kind of almost even wake people up and say, hello, you are alive. I know you see this. Yeah. <laughs> this thing is happening. Pick a side. You don't get a choice anymore. Rise in the middle. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're at a place, we're at a place in life where, you know, you're, you're, you're either going to right is right and wrong is wrong. 
Could you say more on that to someone who is maybe hearing you right now and has no idea what you're talking about? Just, just, and where it is that you stand within yourself, you know, your belief systems, even people tend to either go with the gray and what's comfortable because they've either yet don't really fully understand where they sit with it, Mm -hmm. you know, and need to do a little bit more of that. But just not being willing to waver about who it is you are. Be okay with being willing to do the work to change for the better, but be okay with standing with whom it is that you are, wherever you find yourself. But make a choice to be better, to do the right thing, to do what's right when you see something wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, and don't be afraid to use your voice and in yourself, your person, you know, to elevate and uplift bullshit that you see Mm. right definitely you know on any level right yes and it can be so hard to have that first piece of acknowledgement that you need to change or that there is somewhere to grow there because if you're not open to that message coming back to you so many people and myself included can get this level of defense where it's just like nothing's wrong with me nothing's wrong with me and just block all of that out and I, I don't even know if that's defense. It's just it's mm-hmm. just a a comfortability of where you yeah. are, mm-hmm. you know. Because sometimes that that can be easier, you, you know. Shit, you gotta know when to hold them and when to fold them, as they say. You know, you gotta know who you are. If, if if you're not somebody that can see something and say something in a way that can diffuse or make things better, then mm-hmm. then I would say, mm-hmm. not say something. Right. You know, I mean, something as simple as being in Target and you see someone just being overly rude. Like, for what? Why? You know, it's almost like we're oblivious to things that are going on. Mm-hmm. My choice. When did you start becoming more comfortable with using your voice to stand up and to wake other people up? Was this something that you've done since you were a kid and felt very naturally drawn to this? I would say yes, yeah. and not and not knowing. You know, I was always rebellious, as my mom would say, if she was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell me you about know, this. You know, she she was always say, I'm rebellious now. Yeah. Um, but no, I think I was always a kid that that wanted to either bump my own head, you mm-hmm. know, um, or or just wanted to understand, just see, just see, know why. I was yeah. very inquisitive. But that's probably why my children are too. Dangerous <laughs> quality, very dangerous quality. <laughs> my mom was always like, "You did such a great job raising them to be very, very smart." Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, what does that mean like, to you? Yeah, that's gonna probably bite me later yeah. because you know they can communicate um to the best of their ability, and I'm always like, "Wait, I forget you're four years old because uh, I want to treat you like you're like eight. Yeah. What are you trying to teach them and to be smart? What do you mean by that? I think the greatest thing that, that, that I could teach them is the realness of life mm. and meaning their space within it and their space within themselves. I am so curious what you mean by all of that. That is a lot. How they move and are viewed in the world and and then how they respond to it. And then the same within themselves. There's so many things that are easy to destroy a child's emotions and psyches. Mm-hmm. So easy. I can, I can understand why there are youth that feel like they're left behind. And I say that having smaller children and seeing other kids and also viewing my own. And seeing how if if a teacher is not willing to understand that the easier thing to do is to remove. And that removal can set back not only just what they missed from what they learned, but how they view themselves, how they mm-hmm. feel about themselves, how they recover from um situations and overcome obstacles so much yeah so much and so with that you know and seeing my kids I can see how they 
work together, don't work together, because it's more don't work together than work together. Right, of course. <laughs> but making sure that their minds, you know, are are solid and confident and they know who they are, mm. you know, you know, you know what you know and the things that you've experienced. Nobody can take that from you. Wow. I mean, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're raising them with this level of awareness of who they are and their power and autonomy to respond to situations and to just be present with their own emotional experience. I mean, I don't know what else you could ask for, you know, to be taught. I mean, hopefully we all try to do that as parents, right? You know, again, there's no, there's no rule book to it. I just, Mm -hmm. you know, I try to do more talking, you know, um, because at the end of the day, anything could happen, you know, and then if if you don't have the tools in your tool belt to help you when things are challenging, then I did a disservice. Right. Mm. As a child. A lot of challenges. Like y'all don't even know how to communicate because now now all y'all have is is on the phone. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. You know, social media. Y'all don't even know what people look like. Right. (laughs) I know. It's a whole different world. It's a different world. Yeah. It's a different world. You know, when, when my kids grow up, they're not going to know what, what it means, you know, really to date unless, you know, we still have that, you know, I'm single. So unless we still have that and they're, and they're shown that and, and out of court and things like that, yeah. because that's, that's almost becoming a lost art, unfortunately, you know, because people don't want to relate to them, you know, learn mm. how to relate with other people. Yeah. There's so much struggle. We want ease. We want ease because everything else takes work. It takes work to go to work. It yeah. takes work to take care of kids. It takes work to take care of a home. It takes work to take care of yourself. Yes, it Somebody want to work to relate to somebody else. Like, right. no, that's, the, that's the last thing I want to do. Right, right, right. But that's, you still got to work. So what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to get, mm. the, you, you have to care about things that they are interested in you you have to get to know know them and do things be willing to have challenging questions mm-hmm. um show up in times that you might not want to be there yeah <laughs> you know but it's not for you um but it is right mm-hmm. because ultimately it's just you and you definitely were these things that were modeled to you in your own childhood when you were raised think so but I didn't know them growing up um my mom was a journalist you Mm. know she kept she kept the journal not in real life um she actually you know uh, ran businesses and owned a limo company yeah our own of a limo company but my mom she was a writer you know and as a child I would go and sneak in and find her journals and stuff and read read some of her stuff did she ever know this I told you I was a rebel (laughs) did she ever find out she did, of course she did. Ah. You know, because you know, sometimes I'd be like, "Mom, what does this mean?" She'd be ah. like, "Where'd you get that?" Yeah. Uh, right, but um, no. And then having conversations with my mom, me and my sisters. I have three younger sisters mm-hmm. on my mom's side, and you know, we were, we're all really close, and we're close to our, um, our mom. But having conversations with with my mom too, she was always someone that would focus on growing in one way shape or form mm-hmm. what was it, it was in business whether it was mentally yeah. whether it was emotionally religiously mm-hmm. you know just just growing yeah like I guess in that regard mm-hmm. then yeah I probably got that growing up and my grandma too you know my whole family beautiful yeah I think it was the struggle though honestly like and, and looking back at it I would say that and and most of that happens within the black community, you know, is it's the struggle that we find joy. That's mm-hmm. why there's so many fucking artists and sports players. We find we channel our pain and through our creativity. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, that's also where a lot of manipulation comes with folks that have money. We have capitalism and greed and, you know, manipulation and corruptness that uh, go right. into play. Right. So, Right. But yeah, I would say that that, that that's 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 the fight. Mm-hmm. 
Right. And it's also, I'm sure this journey, I mean, you talked about growing up in an urban area. How do you think that that might've also contributed to this and your path where you're at now and the strength and the different gifts that you have to show up in this space? I mean, one, having a, a business background and being in corporate America and studying business and finance, you yeah, know, making sure powerful. that, that you know, economics is at the forefront of the things that we do, mm-hmm. you know, and that we have the opportunities to have ownership in businesses and funnel money back yeah. into our communities. It's a shame that even just where I live, you know, and out west near Berwyn and Oak Park, that there's not more activities mm. that go on, you know, for you. The violence out here is crazy, mm. you know, just even in the suburbs. My neighbor's house was shot up, really? you know, and we have the chief of police that lives not too far away. It's insane. Mm. And we, we, we have to care. We have to care. We can't just back in the day, you know, when you had family, you had people on the block, everybody knew each other. Mm, yeah you know we played together we hung out together and and if we didn't like you we didn't you know we worked it out we still hung out or we beat your ass <laughs> I love that yes yeah it definitely feels like that community has been lost in a lot of ways for sure yes definitely mm. definitely definitely and it's trying to find ways to bring and bridge the community back Mm-hmm. You know, because now when they when they hear the word community, I think most often they they hear uh, law enforcement, fire fire people, things like that. Not necessarily the people of the community, because yeah. we're people of the community don't really get together anymore. Yes, where is it? Show me a community event and a community block something. You know, I mean it's winter time, but even then, you know, even when it was warm, there weren't that many. Mm-hmm. you know, community involvement as there used to be. Right. Yet at the same time, we have something like the internet that has created millions of different community communities where you can find your niche really more so maybe than ever before. That's true. But I think this is part of the problem is that when you can go into a community that is already like you and finds you and mirrors back to yourself, you don't have to deal with the people that you don't like. Kind of like before you mentioned, if you don't Mm. like someone, you work it out, you figure it out and you're still there. We have kind of lost that art. Of knowing how to overcome obstacles, challenges, discomfort. Yes. Unlikeability. You know, everyone wants to be, everyone's fishing for their like. Yep. I, I actually can't say on social media. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a fair statement. <laughs> I you don't. Know, it's funny that you say that Anna's always like, you know, you, you got to be more on, on social media. I'm like, I know, I probably should. You know, um, I'm on the board of a few organizations. I also am founder, co founder for social equity empowerment. Yeah. It's called SEEN. We're a mm. black trade association mm-hmm. focused on equity and cannabis. Just, yeah, having social presence. You know, even as a DJ, I'm always like, dang, nobody got any footage. Yeah. <laughs> it's really There's hard. No camera. You know, I'm DJ and I'm in the groove. I'm setting the vibe. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Sometimes with the camera. Yeah. I know. It yeah, it's so hard to reach the younger generations. It's grown like they have grown up with that presence and that identity. And I'm probably on the cusp of the age of the people who have done that. Where, yeah, part of my life or existence is a digital self to some degree. Yeah. And so if you're not yeah. tapped into that world, you're not speaking to that whole group of people. But if you tap into that world, it is full of mental health problems that can go all over the board. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just not, it, it's so scary. It is so scary. And you know, now they have those, those quotes that people, you know, the quotes that people put up and things like that, that they're resharing and reposting. It's just like, yeah. you know, then the comedy that's, that's there, it's almost like grotesque comedy yes. at times. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what, what, what are we focused on? I know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but then, but then you think back to things like The Simpsons, right? That was mm. risque during the time, mm. you know, and things only got progressed. Sometimes, you know, art meets life, mm. you know, as Shakespeare said, right? Yeah, all the world is a stage, and it is. 
Yes. Um, and we've created a new one on the internet. And now we are figuring out what that stage is doing to us as performers in it. Of all walks, shapes, lives, yes. backgrounds, opinions. I think it's so fascinating to think about our concept of our existence is just really expanded before the internet. This concept of who you knew in the world was the community that you have compared to now we'll post something, you know, like people will post things on TikTok that can go viral across the world and be seen by right. so many different people. And just your concept of self of where you're located in that grand spectrum, I think, I mean, can definitely create a lot of existential dread of understanding what is my purpose in this whole big cosmos. That's true. That's yeah. true. Because you can get lost. You can easily get lost in who it is that you are and what what you desire for yourself. Because yeah. There's so many options. Mm-hmm. Which, which as a kid, and you didn't have all those, you knew that there were options because you knew that there was a whole world out there. But you had an imagination that I, that allows you right. to be able to have a slower understanding and relativity to what that meant mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how that looked like for you, right? Based on the things that were in front of you, your interests. Right. right. Now you can, you have so much at your fingertips, things that you're not even interested in then you become interested in mm-hmm. because it's in your face mm-hmm. you know and and that's propaganda right propaganda oof yeah it can be yeah i hope right ultimately yeah, you know propaganda created a monster it mm-hmm. was intended for good but Propaganda also created the misinformation that's out there and a lot of regards and respects to things as simple as COVID. With propaganda, when you don't do your own due diligence, yeah, you know, you, you, you take what is and anything that comes to you. You know, we have propaganda in cannabis mm-hmm. that, that has created this entire war on blacks, aka war on drugs, mm-hmm. you know, and it's horrible. It is a multi-billion dollar industry that will grow yeah. to be over a trillion dollars easily mm-hmm. before the next 10 years. Right. You know, especially with federal legalization. And to know that and to see that and to witness that and to be a part of the struggle that created the culture of that. It's not have one dollar and then have to jump through the fences in order to even participate in it. Mm, right. You know, it's a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of things. And the frustration creates the inspiration. Mm. Yeah, can you say you know yeah. you, you you want an opportunity and if it's not there, you're gonna create it. I know I will. And as a person of color, you know, we, we love, that's, that's the name of the game for us. You know, if you want it, you have to go get it. Mm. Nobody's going to hand it to you. Mm-hmm. Where is it? How do you find it? You know, and so at a certain point, you can only keep hearing no <laughs> before no is not an option. Mm. That's not an option. If you excluded the word no, you know, and, and you had to create a pathway that led to transparency, honesty, that had ethics that was in it at the forefront. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't utilize a whole program that was instituted in order to wipe out a generation of people in order to free a plant that then you're just going to Commoditized? Is that a word? I'm going to use it because it sounded well. Yeah. It sounded yeah, like it's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, something that, yeah. that was never intended for that and then still enslave the people that created and the industry for you that you're commoditizing and not even give them any money back. Right. No opportunity, no money, no recourse, no wipe record, no nothing. No, and and not having a voice. There's only two things that can happen. 
they're going to continue doing exactly what they're doing and not having a voice. We're going to, it's going to, we're going to look up and it's going to be big pharma. Yeah. And it's going to be big cannabis. Mm. Yes. That is the trajectory that everything it's is gonna, currently it's going gonna on. It's going to be big cannabis, you know, and there's nothing you can do about big cannabis, but there's still room for the individual, the mom and pop, um, the home person. Again, it, it goes back to what's important for you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a commodity. You know, mm-hmm. it's a, a healing plant that is a natural resource that can really be utilized to solve a lot of things. Yes. But we have to use the propaganda to put the truth out. Mm. Yeah, the social media to spread that word. The social media it goes back to darn social media. Right? It's positive no, I know. <laughs> I know. It's it's both, right? It's always, always both. Um, what do you say to the person that is resonating with you but feels like they don't have a voice and doesn't know where, like, doesn't feel like they have the capability of standing up? I would say first, I don't necessarily, I don't think anyone knows if the voice resonates. Mm. I think that they, I don't. I think that there's always a fear that what you're going to say might not be um, the right thing, I guess. If right is the right word, but is the the, the thing that is going to not create the same frustration that you're feeling. There's been plenty of times that I've trumped myself up and things that I've said. There's been plenty of times that I don't, you know, feel like I address the issue that is at the table or sometimes when I'm confused about what's mm-hmm. being said. And I have to remember that we're all human and human life and a human race. And we're all trying to figure out and work through the best way to cohabitate and live mm-hmm. functionally together right. with our feelings, with our emotions, with our hurts. Hi, cats. I know. Yeah, hi. <laughs> this is her time. Middle episode. It's always in the middle of the episode. She decides. Come sit. To say hi too, exactly. Right? Yeah, I'm a spiritual <laughs> being. It's fine. Yeah, it sounds like in those moments, I first off want to just like really thank you for acknowledging that there is always that fear, right? There's the vulnerability um, piece that you were talking about earlier of people needing to show up and you're doing that of being honest that – yeah, in that moment, you equally don't know if what you're saying is correct. And, you know, we all go through that. And I think it's so important to state that first, because that can get me and so many other people, I'm sure, tripped up in that thought where then like, well, I'm not going to say anything if I don't know it's perfect. And it's actually going to be right, because then I'm going to mess up. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And then ultimately, it just comes back to and comes down to you grounding in your own belief. Yeah, right? you've got to get to know you. You've got to understand you, because when you do, it makes it a lot easier to say something, mm-hmm. anything, something. Because ultimately, the God within you and the power that you are is going to show up for you as long as you breathe through it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, sometimes we just want to rush through it, myself included. You know, and I'm like, oh man. Because the adrenaline is going and you just have to remember to slow down, to calm down. All of us, we are right for everything that we are in the mm-hmm. right space that we're in. Sometimes that's hard to understand, especially when you're in the middle of a struggle, a real struggle. And no, in, in the midst of that struggle, you aren't that struggle, but it requires that struggle for you to see who it is that you are mm-hmm. to make the necessary change that has to happen within you first. Yes. And that's the hard reality. Mm-hmm. That's the hard reality. Yes, there is pain and that we cannot escape that. But we call it pain because it hurts. Mm. But it's it's an obstacle. It's a, yeah. it's a cloud. It's a dark cloud. It's a cloud. The sun still shines above the cloud. It's the sun and the moon. The yin with the yang. You can't ask for what you want if, if you always get what you want. Mm. And I feel like part of what I'm hearing is this sense of, you know, everything's always going to be in flux. It's not always going to be that state. It will go back and forth between these different points of life that seem to bring, you know, difficulties and joy. At the, at, at the helm, right? At yeah. the intersection. And, yeah. But that's the good news because you don't want it to be the same. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine waking up every day and 
what was that movie groundhog day oh yeah yeah every day right and the the same thing yeah which we like think we would want because we just say oh i want stability i want this i want that i want to feel safe but yeah i mean we are such creatures that adapt to whatever situation we're in so that even if we had the joy you know of a moment we would eventually it would just become boring to us and i think so many of us do that all the time like even just having the privilege of having a place to sleep it is not something that you think about always on you know having that level of gratitude for the things that we have we quickly become accustomed to it so easily that i think yeah if if life was just pure joy we would become bored eventually and find something to complain about agreed agreed yeah. that's the nature of experience too mm-hmm. you know the thing that we want is is we do want that security every yeah. day we do want that comfort every day but we also want to be different experiences yeah uh-huh that's, that's literally the problem <laughs> how do we fix this <laughs> right 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 realizing that where that in them realizing that moment yeah. that there's no difference between that moment and the other moment it's mm-hmm. still the same you with the same feelings and the same emotions yeah the same breath mm-hmm. oh i like that mm-hmm. you should write a book called the same breath I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's co collaborate this. <laughs> but it is, right? Because you can take that same breath when you're in that state of flux and when you're in that state of joy. And if you focus on it with the right perspective, it can be just as beautiful in either. And terrorizing. Yes. Ooh, yes. I love it. Yes. Mm. Very well said. Absolutely. Mm. I also teach yoga, so it might be that like same level of coming back. I'm like, yeah, let's come back to yoga. It's always the answer, right? Because it really is. It's always the mat, ultimately. You know, I can Mm -hmm. tell when I'm off and I haven't had my meditation and my yoga. Yeah. Um, You know, and I'm just going, going, going. You know, I do so much um, trying to really be impactful within this space, this mm-hmm. new emerging industry that yes. has so much challenge out the gate, rightfully so, I guess, because in the gate, it was challenging for them to even create the whole propaganda in itself. Um, however, yeah, it really does come back to having that moment of, wait, I need to charge my day. I have got, because I can't let the little shit that get in my way to bother me in the same way because I have things that I'm trying to do and accomplish that can easily distract me. Yeah. You know, um, and not letting the distractions become so dramatic in their experience that I'm witnessing that mm-hmm. it takes me out of the energy of creating. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 (laughs) definitely. And I think so much of what you're talking about is thoughts. And I think there's so much value in coming back to the mat and reconnecting with your body, which has been through all of these states, right? These ups and these downs and seeing how you feel in that rather than up here with all the the dilemmas and the things that we want to change and appreciate. It's it's so much up there and coming back to the body and that stillness is so valuable. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is coming back to the quietness. Mm-hmm. You know, some people call it prayer, some people call it yoga, some people do it when they right. exercise. Yes, you know, some people do it when they're breastfeeding or when they're taking a shower. Mm. You know, like Einstein used to do. I really believe that um, that mindfulness, that moment of connection, of where you're you're at peace mm. um, with yourself and not enamored by distractions around you that that's you connecting to your inner source Mm. right that's Mm -hmm. you channeling inward and doing so everything is really quiet Mm. you know because you're just honed in that one moment that one space that one situation Mm -hmm. that one person and that's the piece that we're all trying to get to again through different experiences (laughs) (laughs) yes I mean your children are very lucky to have you as a mother and to be teaching them this lesson. I think this is so, so valuable to have. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. Like I said, parenting is more failing every day mm. <laughs> than it is because it's so many emotions throughout a day. 
You yeah. know, when you think of all the things that a parent has to do to provide just, just that alone, not even teaching mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. that can't depend on, on anything other than you. Single parents don't get sick days. Um, mm. Thank God I don't get sick, which is one of the reasons I'm focused heavily on anybody's health around me. Right. You know, I think Anna and I share that the same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, check the ingredients. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, but it's necessary because ultimately we live in a world that as its citizens, and I use that word loosely because we're just considered consumers, um, not yeah. even people. Yeah. But as we're intended citizens, we get such a disservice in how it is that we're treated. Mm-hmm. And if we don't take our own responsibility and accountability for the things that we want, then we're just going to be one of the many consumers that get yeah. left behind. You know, you think about these governmental programs and the names that they come up with, like left behind, you know, that's supposed to be no one left behind, but everybody's left behind. <laughs> yes. Just, it, it really blows my mind. Yeah. And I mean, if you don't go for the things that you want, then I think society will feed you what it wants. They want you to eat, you know, right? You are a consumer here. Let me advertise to you. This is what you want. And they will continually feed that. And you get into that loop where you think, oh, this must be what I want rather than having the mindfulness to take that step Mm -hmm. back, come back to that piece and even hear what you really want in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. You said that so well. Right. Right. It's, 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 it's a struggle. It's, mm. it's the struggle of living. Mm. You know, that's not a struggle that is a, a struggle that anyone's going to get out of. Yeah. So with that, learning how to see the beauty in that, mm-hmm. right? Um, because that, that, that is the journey of life. That is the journeying. That's the walk. That's yeah. the work. Yes. <laughs> and finding and finding peace in that mm. that allows you to continue to see things in a clear view that is maybe not exactly what you want but still joy there yes the joy is there you know when the joy is not in it something's not working right you're going against the grain you're going against yourself right you're going against what you want ultimately mm-hmm. the fear of not either wanting to say it address it acknowledge it what have you or even know it that blocks that but mm-hmm. yeah definitely and I just so deeply appreciate the realness that is coming through when you're speaking about these things I think sometimes I get a little frustrated with people who talk about the peace and the joy but don't acknowledge the process of the struggle that is always paired with that experience and so I just deeply appreciate that you're being so vulnerable to express that and how hard it can be yeah well, you know, the I think one of the things that, that I struggle with when I do podcasts or interviews or things mm-hmm. like that is like if people leave me to talk, then I'm probably going to say too much. <laughs> yes. I'm probably going to say the wrong thing. Uh, yeah. I'm probably going to use foul language just for ex-military yeah, of the Navy, you, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's and, and then I'm probably going to be too deep or heavy or you know or what have you but at the end of the day that's me and that's 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 the realness and that's life that's real life yes you know um and we live in a world i think that is too pussyfoot around shit way too much you know there's real shit that's happening Mm -hmm. that's right in front of our faces and it's hard to find real people that really want to activate, to really do the work, that want to step outside of their own individual bubbles to really shake some shit up and mm-hmm. to really create some change. Yeah. And but change that's going to be in a beneficial way that moves us as people forward. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, we, we've been doing the same dance for way too long, yeah. you know, and it, it's we're in a whole new century. Like, come mm. on. Are we right. really going to continue this? No, yeah. I, no. And we're not going to go backwards either. The younger generation, my generation, the younger yeah. generation, the millennials, 
you know, my kids, it's only going to, it's only going to progress. We're not going right. to continue, yes. you know, to move in this pattern. The hard part is watching the destruction unfold in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure the same, the same struggle that occurred with my ancestors during the civil rights and even before. So uh, I don't know what to say about that other yeah. than shit. Sometimes you got to tear down some walls in order to build them. I agree. Thank you. Yeah. Amen. And I I do want to say thank you. I don't know if you get enough of that recognition of all the different ways that you were working to dismantle the system and that sometimes people in that are just not, don't hear enough praise for the difficulty of what they're going through and to have that on top of being a single mother, which is just so much to take on that I hope you can take a moment Thank to honor, you. yeah, how much strength you Thank have. You. Yeah. Thank you. Thank mm. you. You know, it it takes all of us. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for other people that have been in yeah, struggle. Definitely. You know, and us coming together, you know, because one out there by themselves is one gone. No no one really cares. We have, you know, a hundred out there that, that makes a difference, you mm. know. So mm-hmm. we definitely need more people out on the front lines you know, within true social equity and cannabis, within social equity empowerment network, within Black Women right. Strong Coalition, which is my own, within the underground music scene, yeah. you know, um, yes. within podcasting and having great interviews and conversations and small groups within mm-hmm. our communities around the round tables during the holidays with our families. And you know that they on bullshit, blast their ass out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, time. it's time. You know, yeah. It's time. It's mm-hmm. time. Because if we don't do that, then then we're contributing to the destruction that's going on around us. Yes. And at the end of the day, you can't just hide in your bubble and say, I'm not gonna argue with my auntie or my mother or my father or my great grandfather because of our different views. I'm just gonna show them in my work. Show them in your work and let them know out loud that the view that they have is incorrect and it's time to change that. Yes. In every way, shape and form, you know, we, we have to be willing to stand up because if, if we don't, then it's all for it all yes. as we've been doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You put that so well. I, it leads me into what I want to ask. And I ask everyone this what? on the podcast um, as like a closing question, just, what is one thing that you wish other people knew was more normal? And I mean, I think you knew was more normal. normal. Oh my God, that is a good question. Yeah, being okay, not being okay. Mm. Make that. Let's normalize that. Yeah. You know, being okay with not being okay and doing something about it. Mm-hmm. We don't. We don't make that or normalization because honestly I swear to God if we had generations upon generations upon generations wouldn't have had to struggle in the same goddamn ways (laughs) you know because it would have been more rebellious people speaking out and on the forefront and on the front lines and working together the collaboration not not forgetting that none of us can do it by ourselves right yes I love that. We are all in this together. Bringing it back to the community. We are all in this together. When shit hits the fan in the beginning of the pandemic, if everybody just remembered, just take the little itty bitty situation, you know, going back to every, in the pandemic, everybody checked on their neighbor and made sure everybody had a mask. Everybody was okay. You got toilet paper. I'm not a toilet paper. You, you know, it takes, all of us. Yeah. We all have to care, but we all have to care in, in the right way. Mm. You know? Yes. Yes. And part of that is acknowledging that you don't have to feel perfect all the time. And even when you don't feel perfect, you can still care. It is an active choice. That is one of the things I keep getting back from you is that importance that we still get to make a choice in how we show up and act in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. It was so yeah. lovely to get to chat with you and hear Absolutely. your, your perspective. Great. Yeah. <laughs> is there anywhere if people wanted to learn more about the activism that you're doing that you'd want to plug them to? Yeah, absolutely. You can find me on my personal IG at by dot her. 
could be underscore. I love that. <laughs> I'll have a hyperlink. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but you can also follow True Social Equity in Canada's with me and Anna. You can also follow Social Equity Empowerment Network scene with myself, Belisha Royster, Candace Clark. You can also find me at Cultivate with Mel Hammond, DJ Mel Hammond, uh, and the Cultivate crew. Um, we're always out here. You can also follow Black Women Strong Coalition. Yeah. So, yeah, yes. just be on the lookout. There's a lot of a lot of important things that are happening. Always remember your voice and your vote matters, and your dollars and your money mm-hmm. matters. And during this time, the holidays, Christmas time. You know, spend your money wisely. Yeah. You know, always give back to the community if you can. And it's not about the gifts that you give. It's about the love that, mm. that it is that you have around you and that you share with others. Yeah. Mm. Yes. It's such a light to get to hear from you. I really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Thank you. This has been great. I appreciate you having me on your show. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed today's conversation, then subscribe for new episodes released every Wednesday and follow us on Instagram at Modern Anarchy Podcast, where we open up a dialogue about all of these topics. Otherwise, I'll see you next week. And a special thanks to one of my favorite artists, Yor Smith, for the intro and outro song to this show.